Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. Pastor Scott here with Pastor Reggie. Hello. And Steph Moss. Hi, guys. This is, I, I just realized a lot of time has gone by since we recorded these, but on the podcast feed, this will be two podcasts in a row with Steph Moss. <laughs> You're <Excellent>. welcome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, glad to, excited to have you here. We, we recorded the first one before. We went to Uganda about the budget. That was before? That or did we do it after? Do we record it after? It's all a blur, guys. <laughs> the last is, month is a blur. Yukiran <laughs> Teed. Actually, I don't even know. <laughs> now that I said it, I don't even know. I don't know either. Um, but we are here to talk about the uh, recent short-term trip that a number of us took to Africa Renewal University and more specifically about our partnership with... Um, with ARU. And so excited to get to dive in, get to hear from your perspectives. I know we heard about it briefly on Sunday with God's activity, but that's one of the things I love about this context, about the podcast is an opportunity to talk a little bit more in depth and share a little bit um, more about our hearts. So I will want to start off with the question that I know you've gotten a lot since you got back was, so how was your trip? <laughs> how, how do you answer that <laughs> i feel like that that's uh, like the most common question that I think people get is oh how was your trip but i feel like for me it was the the since it was my first time and steph's manyth time um so the sort of different experiences but i feel like for me the the i knew even before i left this is gonna be amazing this isn't one of those things where like it happens and it was like, oh, that was okay. It's like, no, 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 no. It's just a question of how amazing is it going to be? And because of that, I feel like it just, it was going to take time. I feel like it was experiencing it itself and then just getting back. And then a month later, like now, and then six months later, and then a year later, just, it's one of those like really like seminal moments of just like, that was mm -hmm. just an amazing time. Um, but I think because of that, it is kind of hard to distill mm. <laughs> and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to take all this and just give it to you in like three sentences. I, I don't, I don't have that. <laughs> don't have that one ready to go, but um, I'm sure just both you've heard it on Sunday, but also, um, you know, seeing it through, through the pictures. And uh, even as you listen to this podcast, you'll, you'll see like how amazing the trip was, but like to distill it down, uh, there's, there's too much. <laughs> so I, I actually really appreciate you mentioning that because um, I mean, I was kind of, yeah, I'm kind of joking in the question, but I think, your the the way you explain that helps to get across a bit of why we prioritize short term missions. I think we've gone through different seasons over the years, even of evaluating and reevaluating. Like, why are we doing this? Like, is this the most effective way to nurture these and and, and continue these relationships? But um, we found that it, they're not just trips, right? It's a uh, both a relation relationship building that takes place that can't happen any other way. Um, but it's also transformative both for those we're visiting and for us. And I, I, I'm excited as we continue to do and short-term trips and visit our key partners, um, globally that I hope, I hope even just hearing that some people might entertain the possibility of joining us, um, that maybe otherwise I'm like, Oh, I hadn't really thought about that. I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's exciting. Well, let me give you the opposite view. <laughs> I love 
Afru. I love Uganda. As you said, Ben, this would be my third time. And I had the complete opposite feeling going into it. I was like, I just don't think I can do this trip. And it was more my own. I always, you know, think I'm just overwhelmed or I have a lot going on. I had literally, I had just come out of having COVID. (laughs) Like the Monday before we left, I finally tested negative. So I was able to go. So there was just a lot going on. And I just was like, I don't, I don't really need to go, right? They'll be fine, like, without me. Like, nobody needs me there. <laughs> she, she did try to back out, like, yep. three times <clears throat> over a couple weeks before. I mean, when you got COVID, that wasn't, like, trying to back out. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but it was kind of like, oh, well, yeah. I guess I'm not supposed to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I thought, you know, I'll prepare the team. I'm I'm preparing, doing all the coordination. That'll, that's, like, signi- that's sufficient, right? Yeah. So I have this opposite of, like, this negativity and this kind of um, – I'm expecting kind of the worst of like the plane rides and things like that. I'm thinking of all the negatives. And then, so to answer, how was your trip? It was, <laughs> I'm so glad I went. It was so incredible on many ways. And that's what we'll get into on the podcast. Um, and just, yeah, I'm so, so, so I'm on the other side of it. <laughs> I'm so glad and I can't <laughs> wait to go again. Um, and yeah, so my trip was awesome. Yeah. So uh, before we dive in, actually, I, I wanted to give a little bit of background on our relationship with Afru, not ARU. We've been calling it ARU for years. It, it's hard. It's been rebranded. It's, a hard habit it's been rebranded as Afru. Yeah. Yep. And if we're, <laughs> Afru, it's not a Afru. natural thing to go AFR, Afru, but mm. apparently there's another ARU. And so a uppercase A, lowercase F, uppercase R, uppercase U is how they're, they're now branded Afru. Sounds like a cheer, like A. Little F R U F R U. Okay, go. Um, I yeah, I got nothing. The background of the <laughs> partnership. <laughs> the um, uh, but our uh, the back yeah the background of the partnership was we've been uh partners with this school since it started as Gaba Bible Institute sixteen years ago something like that and um then developed, moved locations, developed into a Bible college. It was originally just training pastors and doing theology, then seeing the need for not just pastors to be trained in theology and and in a Christian worldview, which is a huge need um, across Eastern Africa, but also Christians in the churches who are in various, um, various careers, particularly social work, childhood development, things like this that are as it started actually looking at people that were working for Christian organizations, but that weren't necessarily equipped with a Christian worldview for the work that they were doing. And so it's developed into a college, developed into a university, developed bachelor's programs, now master's programs. Um, and all along, we've gotten to to partner with them at each stage along the way and see the growth that the Lord's doing and the leaders that the Lord is growing and multiplying and sending out throughout Eastern Africa from there. And so um, when we say a, a key and, and long time partner, uh, one of the things that is really meaningful to us is the long standing relationship and the uh, years and years of faithfulness we've gotten to see, which I, I know for me just gives me a ton of confidence in um, in these types of global partnerships, which are also kind of the nature of our ideal global partnerships are these long standing relationships, not just kind of throwing money or hopes at something, but mm. developing as we go. So Reggie, this was your first, I know you, you knew about Afru, um, but this was your first time visiting, first time 
to Uganda. Um, what surprised you most about just this partner, this partnership that maybe is something you didn't know or didn't realize going in? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So um, going into this, I, I originally, and I've obviously been coming coming at Cornerstone for a while. And I remember, you know, when the, these trips would be announced and, um, you know, to think, <laughs> I feel like my response was what I would imagine a lot of folks response might be, which is, Oh, that's really cool for someone mm-hmm. else. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that. And like, and genuine, just like, Oh no, no, this is great. I love that. This is happening. Very cool that someone is doing that. And I feel like from, from the first time I heard it, but after that was my initial response. And then just as the years went by, I just kept, it kept tilting ever so regularly towards that's cool. That that's happening to someone else. That's cool. That that's happening. I'm interested in what it is. May, do I maybe want to go? Uh, no. And it just, uh, it uh-huh. built over time, which was just really, really cool. Um, and then I was, I thought really going to go or we thought I was going to go in 2020 mm-hmm. and then something happened in the world. I can't remember. can't quite put my finger on it. Also uh, a blur. Also, <laughs> yeah, also seriously. Blur. All right. Um, yeah. So then that happened and so then that pushed it off to, to this year. But I think in terms of what surprised me, I not even necessarily something that surprised me that I didn't know was or didn't expect to happen, but was the way in which, going out there and being there and fellowshipping and teaching and just doing everything that we did there um, was surprising was how natural it felt, mm. how right it was, how, how good and just instantly, um, instantly familial. I think that was, cause it's the kind of thing where like as a concept, I think any, you know, mature believer worth their salt is going to understand like, sure. Every Christian is our, you know, our brothers and sisters in God's family. And we, I feel like we understand and accept that intellectually. Mm-hmm. But once you see that lived out and once you experience it, um, the experience of that is fascinating. And it's one thing when you have that, like here at Cornerstone with like mm-hmm. brothers and sisters that, you know, that you see every week, that you are, have a fondness for, that you hang out with. all Sure, that makes sense. I have never met or seen any of the people that I saw the week that I was there before in my life. Mm-hmm. The instant bond, the instant like, oh man, connection that was mm-hmm. there, that surprised me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't even, I don't even know why, but like yeah. it, was, it was just that good. The mm-hmm. time was that good and God was moving that much i think amongst us that's so cool that's so cool you know one of the things that stood out to me and surprised me uh about you was it was so exciting to get to see after i don't know how it was 10 years ago the thought of being a pastor to you was like yeah uh, same thing yeah. I, similar yeah, yeah. That, that, that's for yeah. someone else yep. that's cool somebody oh, should yeah. definitely do that's that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and to see the lord kind of grow you into a pastor and faithfully 
serving here, seeing you grow into that pastoral role here, and then see you teaching others about what it's like to be a pastor. Hmm. And these students who don't, you know, may not have any experience and are kind of early in their education, getting a, a glimpse of that. Um, it was really exciting to see because I think it was just bearing fruit that um, I, I think the Lord continues to bear fruit that always surprises us all right at every, at every season. So and I think the cool thing too, is that like, so in, in going and, and, and in being there, like there's many ways in which we live out our lives as Christians um, in our, with our families, with our, our friends, with our, in our work and whatever it is that we do. But I feel like there, there's something special about going, about literally leaving where you live, living, leaving everything that is part of your routine, part of whatever, and going somewhere else mm. and serving. That there's something unique about that. That is just it's just different than you know even serving here, serving here at home, but just being away, being removed from what's normal to you, and being away and somewhere else and seeing the same God, mm. seeing the same fellowship, the same love, the same, all of those things. There's something unique about that. that can't be replicated mm. uh, where you live. That was really powerful and, and just, just an awesome thing to experience. So, so, and as such, so it's not basically all of which is to say, mm. it's not just for pastors. <laughs> Everyone of y'all who are listening yeah, right, yeah. right now, oh, but I'm not a pastor. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> neither were seven of the nine people on the team. But that experience, that what God had for all of us is something mm-hmm. that he has for all those who follow in obedience. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a, a unique uh, opportunity with that team. And I want to talk more about that team, too. But first, I'm going to let you cough if you want. It went away. I, I was going to sneeze. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that a sneeze, not a cough? <laughs> I started to sneeze. And as I was holding it, it like dissipate, dissipated, dissipated, yeah. whatever yeah. the word is. Sure. Defizzled. <laughs> Defizzled. That's why when we don't videotape this, you miss all these treasures. The whole, <laughs> while I was talking, I just watched Steph's face was priceless. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, 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 oh. Let me turn away from the mic. And, hold, and oh, oh, it's gone. Oh, oh. But it was gone. It was yeah. well done. Well done. Congrats. <laughs> all right. Uh, Steph, you've been there a couple of times before. What What struck you the most on this visit? I definitely what Reggie said, but also I shouldn't have been surprised by this, but I was, (laughs) I was so struck by the pure genuine joy of the Mm. staff, um, the, the leadership and, you know, the university as a whole, but really the, the, we have the closest relationship with the staff team. And I don't know why I expected it to not be coming out of COVID. I just, Mm. people here like stressed out, really kind of like down and mm. um, feeling really empty, I think we are. I'm, I'm speaking for myself, <laughs> maybe. And when I went there, the, the joy in the Lord and and their joy in where they're at, where God has them, what God is doing and how God is working, I was really struck by that. And um, it, it there, there's a two-part to that. It also was rooted in their faith. Like they were, mm. their faithfulness their trust in the Lord, you know, how it um, bears the fruit of being like faithful. And they they were just able to be really calm and present with us. They weren't scurried and flustered. And I think that's how I operate as I mm-hmm. um, 
as I'm as I'm busy and trying to get things done, and if things aren't going well, there I, I kind of get hyped up and I'm wound up. And yet I got there and I just was able to just serve, live, and like really just be reset by hmm. their joy and their faithfulness. Um, and just really seeing how their faithfulness, we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but I, their faithfulness also, there was some tangible fruit from it. And mm. I just was like, it wasn't just this feeling of, hey, these yeah, people yeah, are yeah. faithful. I was able to see how they've trusted God through these last couple of years, being faithful to that and how he used it and blessed it abundantly. It was just hmm. really, really cool. And I can't wait yeah. to share more about that. But mm. yeah, I yeah, I feel re- renewed and encouraged so much by mm. their their um, our fellowship with them and our partnership with them. That's so cool. All right. So I, I do want to talk some more about some of that, that fruit and things we saw. But before we get there, since we're talking kind of specifically about this trip. I would also love for you to share just what stood out to you about the team. Um, mm. Because I think it's a, it's also something that I, I think can encourage people who want to be involved and want to be involved with some of our global partners, but maybe feel like they don't know how or they their skill set maybe doesn't, you know, obviously fit it or whatever. I, I, I think we saw some really cool ways the Lord used the individuals in this, in this team. I love to hear you reflect on that. I loved this team. <laughs> I love every team. Were we, um, were but it's we been your years. favorite team? <clears throat> uh, each team has favorites, <laughs> favorite things about them. And uh, obviously I hadn't been on, with a team. I didn't realize it had been seven years yeah. since our last like full team. And mm. so it hadn't felt like that long, but it was. Mm. And this team was incredible. God felt like a, he like handpicked the people that were needed and the skills and that people believed, Hey, I have something to give, even if it's just myself, right. And the faithfulness to go. And then when you, and even before you go, sometimes some of the planning is like, well, am I going to be useful? I don't know if that was just my thoughts or people, you know, wrestle with, well, what am I really going to do? And you get there and you realize there is just so much opportunity of how God can pre-plan for your, you know, your coming and how he uh, aligned partners on on staff that are working in the same kind of lanes you are, whether it's in finance or business or medical centers or theology or worship or social work, you know? And so I just, it was really, really beautiful to see people just uh, show up to the call. They came and said, hey, this is my skill set. And what really struck me about this team was their flexibility. Is mm. adaptability a word? Yeah. yeah okay. Totally. Oh, you yeah. guys are like the big word and <laughs> Pastor Brian, I feel like <laughs> I get around you guys. I'm like, I don't know if I'm saying real words. Um, <clears throat> so their flexibility. We, we just make them up. <laughs> just say it with confidence. Yeah. Yes. It sounds That's like honest. a word. Their That's adaptiveness. Honest. Is that also a word? It might be. Okay. So their flexibility really struck me because I, I think as a planner and as the coordinator of the trip, I'm really feeling this weight to, um, that they, that they expect something of me, right? To have it all together and all the details and get everybody equipped and everybody aligned and assigned and that it's going to go perfectly. And that is not how a lot of times the planning went, <laughs> and even with my best efforts. And the team, I got to tangibly experience God's grace and like kindness through this team. They mm. just showed up and they were so supportive of of me, but they also just so flexible for like, hey, however God wants to use me while I'm there. And there was a lot of opportunity where they did things that were outside of the original plan and and just rolled with it and showed up and were ready to like learn and serve. And it just, guys, it was just, there's something just so beautiful about it. Um, mm. 
getting to see your sisters and brothers like active in their faith like mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. I haven't maybe been able to have that same experience here. You know, sometimes you serve like on Sundays or at a VBS or something like that, but gosh, there was something just really beautiful. So this team was mm-hmm. incredible. I'm so thankful for them. And again, just, I, I, I really felt this tangible kind of extension of God's grace through each one yeah. of them. And I think that it, the way in which we sort of had so many bases covered, like, as you mentioned, so like, uh, Cordell and Vince were both finance guys. Kristen was n- medical. Scott and I would, you know, you know pastors and uh, theology and teaching. And I did some worship stuff and, and, um, you know, and the kids are, you know, just bouncing around doing all the, everything that they did and, you know, stuff with social work. I feel like everyone had like their different, you know, niches and things that they did or whatever. But again, like you're saying that it wasn't, it, it's not just like, oh, here's my department. Let me here stay here and stay in my lane. Um, cause I'm the person you just, you were describing. I'm just like, well, I don't know if I, what do I have to do? What do I have to offer? And anything like that. It's just like, but when we got there, it was just like all of us, all nine of us. It's just like, what do you need? And I think so many of us ended up doing things we weren't expecting and just jumping in. Just like, is there a need? Oh, like, sure. I can jump in. I can, you know, whatever it is. So I think that kind of heart, again, this is, you know, <laughs> I'm speaking to myself uh, again from having experienced it, but also to anybody who's listening, who's thinking about, eh, should I go? Just like, if you have a heart to serve, if you have a heart to serve others, then it's like, but there's no, but like, all all you need is that willingness and, and that adaptability and that desire. And then like the Lord will multiply that, mm-hmm. which we clearly saw. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, it was such a, a, a unique, the unique makeup. And I think from people from different backgrounds, like you said, finance, medical, theological, um, you were able to help not only on the social work side, but also on the administrative and yeah. mm-hmm. operations, operations yeah, side, which was <laughs> so awesome. Much fun. And these three teenage girls to who were a huge blessing, uh, getting a, actually getting a bunch of work done and yeah. really, uh, helping on the administrative side and also along the way, I think just being a genuine encouragement because of their genuine faith and the ways that that kind of mutual mm-hmm. sharpening, yeah. um, we had to see happen in some really, really cool ways. It, it was, it was a huge blessing to have those girls there too. Oh, yeah. Um, which I think also shows that kind of age, whatever there's, uh, ways the Lord wants to use all of us in all yeah. sorts of different ways. It's such a tangible partnership. You, all different types, you know, carpentry and welding and hair and fashion design and so yeah. into yeah. HR. Yeah, it's it's such a great variety. And so, yeah, if people have skills or just interest or prior history, yeah, there's ways God wants you to go. So, <laughs> I, so I think because of that, I think that there's, there's a breadth of ways to serve. Because of that, I think sometimes it's hard to wrap our, even to describe what it's like to have a relationship with a university, right? Like an 800 student university. Um, And so I think that that's best communicated, always like in part, but best communicated by looking at some of the tangible fruit that has stood out to us and just some of the relationships maybe that put faces and people on these experiences, I, I'd love to hear your, either of your, both of your thoughts about either the, the fruit that you saw that stood out or maybe a relationship or two that, that stood out, um, that would be just helpful to, to give us that, that kind of picture. 
of this this partner. I don't want to steal Steph's answer. Oh, that's answer. right. That's right. <laughs> we were talking before. <laughs> Steph was like, <gasps> don't steal my answers. Don't steal my content, guys. Should we, should we share answers first? I literally answers picked, first? I picked four people because I was like, in case they take four this people. one or this one. or Well, this, then you're going to steal my answer. No, I'm not going to say all four. It was in case you guys stole my people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So fruit and or people. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you kick us off, Steph? <laughs> I can hit both of those in choosing one person. Ooh. Bonus points. Look at this. Yeah. Extra, extra um, credit. But I'm still, I still got to say one thing about somebody else, but I'm okay. I would love to (laughs) shout out to Jocelyn. When we saw each other, we wept. We were like in tears and uh, vice chancellor David, he is the vice chancellor of a university and he, his humble leadership, how he made me feel like I was helpful to him at all. In any way, I was just, I just was blown away. And I was like, Mm. okay, thank you. Like he could have just looked at me as like a little minion, but instead he was like, so grateful. And I just, yeah. you know, when, anyways, okay. So that was my shout out. So I picked Jonah and, oh, I, I think I stole theirs. No, 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 no. Okay, good. good. So I picked Jonah. I have, I worked with Jonah all the three times I've been there. I learned this time that he has been there since the beginning. And I did not know that fun fact. And uh, he never ages, by the way. I think he's been there <laughs> with the university for what, like 18 years? And yeah. I'm like, and and he still looks 18. He still looks, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so he's been there since the beginning. I learned that new fact about him. But I think so. A couple things about Jonah the relationship was, again, he was somebody that exuded joy day in, day mm-hmm. out. The man works really long hours and just would greet us every morning with such joy and end the day with such joy and still be texting like after hours to make sure we're all set up for the next day. And it just was his like heart to serve that Mm. just seemed like he was again, serving out of like this unending bucket and well of Mm. energy from the Lord. It was just amazing. Um, I was so, yeah, just encouraged by him and energized by his service. Um, and why that ties into kind of, uh, tangible, you said, uh, the tangible fruit piece. So you think about the last two years, we've been hearing about Afro, like kind of struggling a little bit with all the lockdowns from COVID and, I kind of honestly thought we'd be stepping into a campus that was like a mess. Um, It doesn't mean that there's not things that, you know, I'm sure there's like lots of things are working on that aren't going perfectly, but I kind of anticipated this really dilapidated, like coming out of COVID and it's just falling apart. And we walked in and it was beautiful. This campus was beautiful. And um, the building was up. I know we've donated in the past to like a, a fund to help with their postgraduate studies building. We got to not only see it, but work in it. Um, the landscaping was beautiful. The how they I remember the team that went in 2015. We had worked on clearing out this room that was just filled with lumber and dust. And we moved all this stuff out to the the fields. And this time I saw it, and it was a library, an extension of the library. And so to get to see this and and that they had used wood from other parts of campus. They broke down other wood tables and they rebuilt tables in there for the for the library and how they just stewarded their resources and said, hey, what do we already have that God's given us and provided for us that we can be good stewards of? And so I felt I feel like for me, I saw this tangible fruit of a staff team. And particularly I saw, you know, Jonah had a big part in the vision for the landscaping and 
um, and the campus beautification to help bring more students to be attracted to the university and how he got he roped in his staff into kind of helping with that plan and that vision. Uh, even down to the pictures you guys saw of us tree planting, that they had waited for us to come so we could help plant trees on this row along the campus. Um, just really intentional planning. And, and with such little resources that their faithfulness to trust that, hey, this is what we have already. God's going to, God's already given us that. What can we do with it? And that how they, like you said, multi, it's like they put their efforts out and then it's like God multiplied it. And mm-hmm. just, I mean, they've just, I always assume that I can't get anything done until I have everything together. And there I came <laughs> back being like, what do you already have? And that you can trust God to do the work, you know, like come alongside you and trust and just have faith that he's going to work it out. And it just really was a huge mind shift for me seeing how Jonah worked and had faith in the little that he had on campus, which wasn't a little to him. He's like, oh, what can we do with this? And it just was um, such a tangible lesson for me um, through him. And then, of course, obviously the whole staff team. But that was that was my mm, my yeah. pick. That's cool. Yeah. What about you, Reg? Um, <clears throat> what is uh, Dennis's actual position, Dennis Kalama's position at the university? The like, deputy vice chancellor. De- sorry, deputy vice. Okay. All right. So she mentioned David, who's the vice chancellor. My guy is Dennis Kalama, who is the deputy vice chancellor of um, AFRU. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's been here, visited Cornerstone before, If for those of you who've been around. I thought it was David who visited here. They both They both. Oh, they did. both. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, Dennis actually stayed with the Fongs, I believe. He did. He was, oh, very he cool. Was here. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so just... Just for you who don't know, so so obviously he's the deputy vice chancellor, so he's you know right below uh, David, but he also is a pastor. He pastors the Gogo Baptist Church um, in Uganda. Um, he so in terms of so while we were there, not only was he you know at the university, he gave a presentation, sort of over uh, uh, overview of the university to us, and sort of you know the uh, history of the, of the university and their their his vision for the future for the university, and just going through all of this stuff. But he also um, was, you know, was a pastor at uh, one of uh, a church there. Uh, so he preaches there regularly. Uh, I believe he knows five languages. Uh, he preaches in two or three of them on a regular basis. He um, he welcomed us all into his home. Um, he's got four kids. Um, he, like all of these things. And the, the thing I was thinking is, is that, like, man, he's all of this stuff. And like on paper, if you like put like a list of like, you know, traits or characteristics of a person or accomplishments of a person, just like this dude's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. You do not get that from him at all. You want to talk about fruit? The word that comes to mind is humility. Mm-hmm. That man, it's just like the accomplishments, the, all the things that he does regularly, his heart of, to, to serve, his desire um, um, for his people to be saved, not just uh, Ugandans, but all of Africa to know the gospel and be transformed by it is just so powerful. You see the Lord at work in him, but he's so humble. You really don't get the sense of like, Hey, look at me. It's like, no, it's like, Hey, look at him. Hmm. And just, and it just seeing that in a man as accomplished as he is, was very inspiring. Hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I want to be, I want to be a pastor like Dennis. I want to be like Dennis. <laughs> right. yep. I mean, I, he is, I, and I've uh, just known that for years and experienced that in our relationship, but it, there, particularly in this time, the, 
the, he had us, we were there visiting his church on Sunday. He had us all over for lunch. The, the day before, Saturday, they hosted a missions conference at their church. What? <laughs> I don't oh know if you knew this. No. Like, there was a couple of other uh, African pastors from out of town who were, like, in town, and they did this, like, mission conference. They had some of their church planters there. Um, I mean, the, like, it was just wow. nonstop, but also just joyfully yeah. Yeah, there to yeah. serve and, and be a part of it. I, I was so encouraged to hear about their church planting strategy and... I, mean, I just feel like such kindred spirits in so many different ways and what, the things mm-hmm. that they're doing um, to reach the um, the marginalized across Uganda. Um, anyways, uh, that was super encouraging. What was the, it wasn't, they don't call them unreached. I was, I was searching for the word. Uh, and it, it was, oh um, man. Uh, uh, neglected? No. I think, yeah, because they say it's the church that is neglected to bring the word th- to them. Something like yeah, that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And, and to me, I think some of the most encouraging fruit, what, what was amazing was that the campus did look amazing and kind of stunningly. So after the last couple of years, hmm. um, you know, I, I think we feel like this, we feel this way here, right? Like buildings are f- facilitate a lot of great things, but it, it also can just kind of be a, a facade, right? Mm-hmm. It can just like, everything can look nice, but it was the combination of that and then reflected in what was going on in the classrooms mm. that were all filled there. There was so, I mean, every like lecture I got to overhear was just rich, like mm. in so many different ways. And I, I got to teach, um, a couple of days I got to teach bachelor's level students. A, a few days I did a master's level seminar and specifically with the master's student, the master's level students, um, I was getting to see the fruit of people who'd gone through their degree program and now were pursuing a master's degree and they were so sharp, Mm. so on the ball, asking such challenging questions. Like I felt like I was learning along with them as we were wrestling through things, um, wrestling through implications of scripture. Um, so, so on top of it. And then combine that with, um, uh, Desmond who, um, I know you guys have heard this story a number of times, but I, uh, Desmond was a student, I don't know, 12 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, he was a student at, at Afro, um, when I was out there teaching a, a week long course and he was an undergraduate student and kind of a punk, like he was, he was <laughs> sharp. Uh, he was, but he knew he was smart and, um, you know, just, it, it was kind of like, I, you're going to get good grades but I'm not sure what this education is going to do for you, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And not only did that time in that season um, equip him theologically, but through the, the, the meditation on theology and the investment of those discipling him, like the Lord transformed his heart (laughs) in some amazing ways. And about five years ago, five, six years ago, I was out there speaking at actually a completely different location at a, totally different part of the country and ran into him. He was like, I didn't even know he was going to be there. Like ran no, into wow. him. He was teaching at a school. He was teaching at a high school, kind of a Lord ordained thing and got to talk with him. Then it was just so like blessed by the man that the Lord had grown him to become. Well, one thing leads to another and he became actually the, when we started donating regularly to ARU and to Afro and to as a church, 
and setting it up in the form of scholarships. He was actually the first recipient of a scholarship for the master's for the brand new master's program at Afro cool. um, from our, our church and went through the master's program. And I got to spend more extended time with him this trip than I had even in the other iterations. And he's now a professor and pursuing his PhD. Um, and I think it was such a tangible example, um, not only of the quality of the education, because I just kept seeing that in the pastoral students who were wrestling through things, the master's students, the theology students who were just so sharp and had such great hearts were really like, but in um, now a professor who's leading and teaching, who, um, who's not, not only his theology had been shaped by the, the time there, but his, his heart and life had mm. been. And um, I, uh, it was such a huge affirmation to me mm. of the work that the Lord's doing there of um, the, of his faithfulness, even in this partnership that has been through transitions, you know, over the years and, and been through seasons of question of like, okay, is this, you know, is this what the Lord wants us to be involved in? Or is these, I, I was, I've never uh, felt more, more confident, more excited about uh, this relationship. And so that, that was really, that was really unique and, and, and special. And, and because of those interpersonal, both relationships and interactions, um, that was really, yeah, really neat to see. Awesome. Um, the other, just a side note for yeah. people to know, the other student that receives a scholarship, because our giving gives two scholarships, yeah. and we got to go to the church. Of, oh, yeah he, yeah. he became a oh, church planter. Pastor Dennis. Uh, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The uh, other Dennis. Other, yeah, sorry, the, <laughs> other, the other Dennis. Um, Matuga Bible Church, mm -hmm. and they also are, they're currently expanding into figuring out how to be a multilingual church, which was a really an awesome opportunity for us when we got mm -hmm. Pastor Reggie preached there on Sunday, and um, the kids and I worked on in the kids' ministry during service, and said, gosh, we got to figure out how to, how do we expand so we can preach in, in the local kind of Lugo, uh, Lugo, um, not yeah. language in addition to kind of an English service, and we got to share a little bit about how we did that here. And yeah, but that was our other, wow. uh, the other student that has received the scholarship um, from Cornerstone. It was so cool to That's cool. Get, yeah, see yeah. that fruit as well. Incredible. All right. So when you think about, I want to, uh, it's so encouraging to, to think back and reflect on some of these things. Uh, when you think about the future of Afru and the future of our relationship with them and just the work that the Lord's doing there. What, what are you most excited about? It's funny. The first thing that came to mind, and this seemed like I might be like cheating it, but <laughs> Jesus. The, the, <laughs> yes. Yes. The Lord. Uh, no, but I, I think the, the thing is, is that, I mean, we went, we saw them at, at work. we, partner along, come alongside them, worked with them. Like it was such a rich experience. <laughs> like the thing I've, I've kind of feel like they're good. Like <laughs> they're great. Like the, but the thing that that's, that I'm excited about uh -huh. is what this trip did for the nine of us. Mm. And hopefully what our reporting of that trip will do for those who come after us mm. and the ways in which our church the ways in which Cornerstone, 
although, you know, 9,000 miles away is still able to work closely with men and women on the other side of the world and be family. And like, you know, Steph was saying, like seeing, you know, someone like crying, oh, it's so good to see you and hugging. Like if the Lord has it for me to go back, which I very much want to, like I have that now. And, mm. and wow, that's so cool. And like the new people on the next team who, rem man, I remember when they went on, you know, back in 2022 and how awesome it was. And now here I am. And, oh, this is amazing. Cool. And just the ways in which the Lord keeps um, providing. And, 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 and the fact that all of this is happening within the context of service, because like we weren't there as tourists. We weren't there being like, oh, this is nice. And yeah, like yeah. looking at things, but it's like, no, we were hard at work. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of each day, it was, it was just like, oh sure. boy, like we all like ate dinner. Well, <laughs> we all like craved our beds by the end of each day, but it was such a good tired. Mm. It was, it's the best kind of tired you can be like, but working in the way we did and to help those people. And I, and I think about, not not just the 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 team that will come next, those who are who have yet to go, but those who are who are going to send, who now having heard all this, who understand more like what's happening and like what this is about and what it's accomplishing, and be being more active and deliberate senders mm -hmm. um is also cool. Cause I've again I feel like Afro's great and they're just gonna keep faithfully serving and growing. And I mean the fact that they they're only Technically, as a university, I mean, I know the Bible church started yeah. a while ago. They only became a university in 2011, 2014, something yeah, like that. They were recognized like, as a university. Right. So yeah. it hasn't been that long, but for the amount of growth that they've had in such mm -hmm. short a time is astounding. So I have no doubt that the Lord is going to continue to uh, bless and grow them. So I'm just, I, so I guess I'm excited for how we get to partner alongside of that. Uh, and and join them in that, but also just excited. I'm also just excited to see what, in fact, the Lord will do, and how the effects of what happens uh, on that campus will spread through uh, throughout Uganda and the rest of the continent. Mm. Mm. It's a cool vision. Yeah, I <clears throat> I agree about the who's next, and excited to see our partnership grow as you know through people. Um, yeah whoever sent or sending, right. And supporting those that are sent. So, um, but I think my answer one is just, I have a lot of confidence and, and I know, and trust and have experienced it. I know the Lord is there and I know that mm. he is working in his people through his people. And it is, as we talked about, it is so evident. Um, and so that I'm excited just for the people that are there and, and how he's at work. Um, but really, I'm I'm excited about to see their growth. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Pastor Dennis Kalama did a campus tour for us, really in depth. And uh, guys, I mean, what I loved most is you know a lot of times I don't if you've ever kind of been in, in around missions. A lot of times it's teams will focus on what do they need and how, how can we go and like those people are in need and we need to go you know. Um, we see their need and we're going to go and like fix it or something. But really on, on the campus tour, it's like, 
they they knew their own needs and they mm. were very clearly able to really paint the picture for us. And it was probably really different than what anybody else would pick. We we couldn't even pick out half the things. And and I'll, I wanted to quickly highlight a few things. So as we walked the campus, one thing that you don't even realize is there is no fencing around the entire campus. It is completely accessible from the community, which is could be part of that is like a good thing. Yeah. Because it is a very like outward facing, trying to be a, a welcoming place to a community. Um, but at the same time, it's really left them susceptible recently, particularly with um, some attacks. Uh, and so they really recognize, hey, we have to figure out how to get a secure campus for our, for our students and our staff. And a fence is probably something we would have never seen, right? And so mm-hmm. without walking and really, really uh, him painting the picture of the future of kind of what the needs were. So I know that's an area of growth. They also they have a, uh, a beautiful library and the extension of the library, but really this vision to build an entire building that is state of the art with um, library resources, not just books, but also the online library that that was one of the partnerships asks when we come home is, hey, if you have connections to universities and they're like online JSTOR and databases for, you know, research yeah. articles, we our, our library could be even bigger because we have access to online resources. And so they have this vision for this new building that's going to have the computer labs and the library all kind of in one space and knowing that that's a draw for more students and that just makes them more um, resourced and equipped for, you know, access to to learning and most up to books, obviously, right, expire, but they can kind of have access to newer things uh, with that. Um, and then the, the medical center has been built, but there is a, a big need for an extension, right? And so like to get there and see it and think it's, it's going great. And they're like, actually, there's a big, there's a big barrier here for us to be able to offer a few different types of services because we, we need this extension. There's a, a, an add-on a, to their medical center that they need. And um, two more, they really want to build a church and they're going to build it at the front gates so that it's open to the community, right? So that right when you enter and they, they used, um, th- there's another university in town in Kampala that's like the biggest one in Uganda. And right at the entryway is um, a big Muslim, um, I forget what that's called. The Minaret. Yeah, but it's, yeah, like the big symbol right at the entryway. Yeah, and they said, mosque. we want you, we want it right at our gates that it's it's open to the community to come on, to come to church and it's a great training tool for the theology students and people like that to come and actually get rotations in worship and preaching and prayer and bible studies and so it's kind of a training ground and a right a community church and and they already have a church meeting <laughs> yes, there yes they do right so yes. the, the church exists they, they just but they need space for it they've yeah. outgrown it i yes. mean we saw it in chapel mm-hmm. where like literally people just kind of sitting outside the windows yes because the yeah the yeah. room's full yeah and right now it, it functions kind of like a university chapel where they really want it to be and, and, local- and i was talking about the, the local church on sundays too oh yes yeah, i'm yeah. sorry you're the, right that they- meets in that same space right, but, yeah, 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 but it's in the yeah. center yeah. of campus and they want it right yes. at the gate so yeah, when exactly. you enter you know exactly. that this is a christian university you don't have to like enter all the way into the university campus to go to church right it's yeah and just even ways of you know i know we i mentioned on sunday um culinary arts and and uh um, catering. There's just the, all these ideas that they have with these tangible skills. How do we be a place that can host teams? Because right now we're we're um, offsite, but we could be hosted onsite. And how do they serve food to the community or be able to have events on campus? And that generates, right, they're thinking ahead of this vision of how do we generate our own income? How do we be a place that is welcoming and hospitable to our community? And the things that are going on in Uganda as a way to reach people and be of service to them so they can experience Christ. And it's just, mm-hmm. gosh, that vision, guys, was like, 
I could see it, and um, I I want to be a part of it, and I hope mm. that our church can. I know we are going to be a part of it, but I hope others can catch that vision. And yeah. mm. I want to quote Cordell. He said, um, ah, "I'm going to misquote him. Here we go." <laughs> uh, he had said something like, "Oh, that he is now their biggest fan." Yeah. Right. Like yeah. he's heard, he heard about yeah. the partnership. It's great and yeah. all, but after going, he's yeah. like their biggest fan. I want people, I want that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody be their biggest fan. Yeah. That was long. No, it was I had a awesome. lot about their features. It was great. I mean, and I, and I think it, that was, it was so exciting to have Cordell and Kristen there mm-hmm. both as like really new members. Um, but mm-hmm. it, now a part of this uh, relationship and I'm excited for just kind of the next um, wave of the church family to uh, get to connect with a number of our different partners and with ARU mm-hmm. in particular. So, um, so when are we going back stuff? <laughs> well, so we typically try to at least go every two years. That's kind of our goal as a church, right? We just, we want to see people regularly. That's part of being a key partner is we want to not, we not just, you know, support you financially, but we want to have a a mutual relationship and fellowship. And part of that is also spending time together, which means trips, right? But I love, I heard you say, I'm going to hold you to it. We could go more than, (laughs) if there's a, if there's a. I think we need to go next year. Yeah. I think we need to do this again next year. Yeah. there. I can't go. I'm going to put it, I'm going to say it now, <laughs> but I, th- but I think somebody should. Yeah. They're oh <laughs> gosh. And if you only know, there was a pastor that was familiar with the space. That could, yeah. That could lead the team. Uh, the, I mean, there's a whole <laughs> chunk of, I mean, we didn't even touch like the, the facilities and maintenance needs that were there. I mean, in solar panels and security and plumbing yeah, and welding. Yeah, I mean, there's totally. a whole new team that could just go six months from now. If you, you know. yeah. But yeah, so I would love to go back at least two years. We're not going yeah, yeah. to let five to seven years pass again. Yeah, yeah. Um, COVID, do you hear that? Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, and what other short-term... So the, the other piece to this is if this is like the only thing or the only partner we were talking about, it might be a, a little bit different, but what, what are, what are the other, I, I'm, I'm curious what's in your head. I have, I have an answer <laughs> in my head, but what are the other opportunities that we're hoping will come up in, in the next year? For, with AFRU or other, no, other, other, other partnerships? So in Lasse recently, if you remember from the Christmas partnership ask, um, they, they work in a lot of places, but we had partnered with them for some years in El Salvador. But recently, they have expanded into Guatemala. And that was super exciting for us because Pastor Jose is from Guatemala. And I know many people in our church are. And so just kind of, wow, it felt like it was an answer to prayer, kind of the specific region that in Las Vegas expanded to. So we really hope that we can send a team uh, to go partner and do community development work within Las uh, in Guatemala. We also have... Um, Craig and Lisa, they're in, oh, I don't know. We could say the actual. Oh, I was, Let's start that again. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Let me pause and say that again. Ready? <laughs> and are you pausing actually on there? No, or? I'm going to, I'm just going to cut it out. Okay. <laughs> People are going to experience that they're in the, they're, and then they're going to hear me laugh. And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, or I could just pause and say <laughs> it again. Ready? <laughs> Our other partners uh, <laughs> are in Southeast Asia. Yeah. There, that was it. I was looking for the the phrase. Um, so we we have some partners that are back in South, Southeast Asia. We have uh, Craig and Lisa G. And they have a couple unique opportunities. But I know every like January, February, they do a medical outreach that's um, specifically outreaching to uh, Muslim families. And so that is 
a great opportunity coming up in the beginning of 2023 that we could put into place. Um, And the humbles. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the other one on my on, yeah. Uh, yeah on my list. How about you, Sharma? Uh, well, and, and we can we can mention that they're in Indonesia. <gasps> okay. Um, and Oceana. <laughs> and uh, they, um, yeah, visiting them and as a part of their um, their eco tourism, which really provides their open an open door to the gospel. Um, we were hoping to to be able to take a, a team there as well in the next year. And so um, I, I guess I'd say two things to those listening. Number one, if you haven't thought about being a part of the growing relationships and developing relationships and deepening relationships with our global partners, it's a great way to be involved with what God is doing globally and what he's doing through us here at, at Cornerstone. I'd love for you to, to consider it and think about it um, and pray about it. Uh, and number two, the the thing that makes these happen most often is the um, interest and uh, passion of those that that want to go. And so, um, talk to us. I will, we'll, we'll, we will provide opportunities, but you also don't have to just wait yep. for something to get announced. <laughs> like as any of these things, and as you hear even throughout the year about these partnerships, um, pique your your interest or desires or the I don't know, the, the Lord's stirring in any ways. We would love to facilitate those relationships. Sometimes we've taken full teams. Other times, just a couple of people have mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. And those are all huge opportunities. Again, not not for, it, it is, it's, it's, it's different. It's not vacation. It's mm-hmm. not tourism. But it's um, a incredibly powerful way to be a part of the work the Lord's doing through our local church and through the extension of that through these, these global partners. Yeah. Anything else? Well, just that we have some new partners coming up. And so keep tuned in. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. keep reading your emails, keep coming on Sunday to listen to God's activity. And maybe if you want to hear my voice again, we could do another podcast about <laughs> some of our upcoming uh, partners that are coming on board, just kind of some development or developing partners and, yeah, but gosh, I yeah, just... I mean, in just a couple of weeks, we'll have the ditties on the podcast too. Right, yeah, so, that's yeah. what I was thinking mm-hmm. of. Um, and yeah, I just, I really ask people to also join in prayer for mm. our partners. I think sometimes that was something else that was evident, right? The prayer uh, life there was just so rich yeah. and um, reliant on prayer. And it, here, I I just ask the same. Um, prayer really is effective and a useful tool and a way, obviously, we know to talk to God. Mm-hmm. and. But yeah, I'd love to keep praying for all of our partners. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great exhortation. Great way to end. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Steph. Thanks for your time today. Yeah. I know you got to now go uh, plan VBS game or sorry, Cornerstone Kids Camp games. Games, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll release you to that. Yeah. Reggie's got to like prepare the energy as a team leader <laughs> for Cornerstone Kids Camp. It's going to be a great week. It Good really week. is excited for that. Yes. So thankful for both of you both of you and your sacrifices on, um, yeah, for today, but also just for the time and the, and the trip too. Can I say yeah. thank you that this is a part of my job? <laughs> I know I used to volunteer in it, but I just love it so much. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Praise the Lord for that. Okay. I'm, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, we uh, are overwhelmed by that. Mm. So thank you guys. And thank you all for listening. We love you. And we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs>